Good day, peasters and friends. Indeed, God is good because we are all here again, ready to listen to His Word and learn new insights in life as we journey together. Yan. We will all journey together in this life. But before anything else, I would like to thank in behalf of all your builders in Rizal for the generous givers who are always supporting us in this new platform. Yan. May God continue to prosper you in these trying times. For those who would like to support us, you will also experience how God will work wonders in your life. You can send your love gifts to the bank mentioned below. Yan. Have you ever wondered, friends, why are keep on reminding to share generously? Because there's a biblical basis for this. It is not for us, but for all who want to be blessed abundantly by God. Yan. Take note of this in Proverbs 11 verse 24. This is a financial secret from God of heaven for his people. It says, One person gives freely, yet gains even more. Another withholds unduly, but comes to a poverty. A generous person will prosper. Whoever repress others will be repressed. Proverbs 11, 24 to 25. Take note of this and claim it as you give generously to the Lord. We hope you don't mind in repeating this every piece because we want you also to be blessed generously by God. Yon! To continue, our talk for today is all about how God called Matthew, the tax collector, to be part of his team. Yes, Matthew, the tax collector, to be part of the team of Jesus. Likewise, we will also learn about fasting as the Bible will teach us today. The title of our talk, is make me new. Say it with me. Make me new. Yan. Before we start, let us pray to the Dubina to God's love. A very powerful prayer of conviction as we proclaim and believe that God will fulfill His promise to us. You know, we always begin this prayer in all peace worldwide. Saan man pumunta ng mga peace gusto nyo manood. Parati namin, we always start with the Dubina to God's love. Kindly memorize this because you can also use this in your morning prayer. Yan. Taas natin ang ating nubina to God's love as we proclaim, Today, I receive all of God's love for me. Today, open myself to the unbounded, limitless, overflowing abundance of God's universe. Today, I open myself to God's blessing, healing, and miracles. Today, open myself to God's word so that I would become more like Jesus every day. Today, I proclaim that I'm God's beloved. I'm God's servant. I'm God's powerful champion. And because I'm blessed, I'm blessing the world in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Your word. Thy word is a lamb unto my feet. And a light unto thy path. Heaven and earth will pass away, but the word of God will remain forever. Yan. Amen. The journey of Matthew is so amazing and mind-blowing. Yes, it's very amazing yung journey ni Matthew. We started Matthew chapter 1, recall, last December of 2019. And today, 10 months later, we are now in Matthew chapter 9, you know. We have 19 more chapters to go. Yes, 19 more chapters to go. This is how rich, deep, and delightful God's Word is. Grabe, ang dami nating matututunan in the book of Matthew alone. Yan. I've said this before, and I will say it again. 
Matthew was a brilliant writer. Every part is engineered to say what he wanted to say. Yan. He wrote it with precision. Yes, he wrote it with precision and I'm gonna prove it to you. Yan. You know, after the Sermon at the Mount, when Jesus and his disciples came down from the mountain, he shared nine miracle story. Nine miracle story. We've taken up the first six already. Yan. Ano ano yung six? Healing of the leper, sabi natin. Healing of the centurion's wife or servant. Healing of Peter's mother-in-law. Calming the storm. Healing two demon-possessed guys. And healing the paralyzed man. Yan. But in between these miracle stories, Matthew insert two follow me stories. Two follow me stories. Because the purpose of the miracle is to follow the miracle worker. Yan. Because the purpose of the miracle is to follow the miracle worker. Yan. Ano? You know, it is not a show when Jesus performed this miracle. It is not to impress the crowd. No, it's not. Sabi natin, the purpose is for us to see and follow Jesus. Yan. Follow Jesus. Again, sabi ko nga eh, after the first three miracles, the leper, the healing of centurion servant, the sick mother, then no, Matthew inserted two palomi stories. No? It's all about the teacher of the law. When he said to Jesus, sabi niya, Lord, I want to follow you, sabi niya ganun. However, with condition. Sabi niya, I will follow wherever you go. But Jesus said to him, Paxes have holes. Birds of the air have nests. But the Son of Man has no place even to lay His head. Yan. May mga, may mga sinabi si Lord na it is not just easy to follow me. Then another would-be follower said, Lord, please let me return home and bury my father. But Jesus said, follow me now and let the spiritually dead bury their own dead. Hayaan mo na sila, yung mga spiritually dead, yung mga hindi na nampalataya. Let them do it for you. But now, I'm calling you, you have to follow me now. Sometimes, friends, this is our story. We want to follow Jesus, but following our own rules. It's either you are in or you are out. It's either you go 100% for Jesus or not. The second follow me story was the call to Matthew which is our key reading for today. Here's the one big message that I want you to remember. Jesus wants you in His team. Yes, Jesus wants you and me to be part of His team. Yan. Let's read our passage for this wonderful and exciting talk from the passage of Matthew chapter 9, verse 9 to 13. It says, As Jesus was walking along, He saw a man named Matthew, sitting at his tax collector's booth. Yan. Follow me and be my disciple, Jesus said to him. So Matthew got up and followed him. Yan. Matthew got up and followed him. Have you ever wondered while reading this passage, why is it Matthew say yes immediately to the invite of Jesus, unlike the two disciples? Immediately, ha? Nung tinawag siya, sabi ni Jesus, come follow me. Matthew stood up and followed him immediately. You know why? 
Because Matthew knows Jesus very well. Yeah, Matthew knows Jesus very well. Why? Because Jesus always passed by his office and paid taxes to him. Doon nagbabayad si Jesus at parati niya nadadaanan yung office ni Matthew. When Jesus invited him, Matthew is sitting at the office as a receipt costume collector. Doon siya inimbitahan ni Jesus. Jesus knew Matthew very well because he is a meticulous collector because he kept an account book. Yun, ganun ka meticuloso si Matthew. That's why, sabi nga natin, he is the patron saint of the accountant today. Yan. Friends, we know Jesus for a long time. Kilala natin si Jesus eh. ever since katikisim natin when we're still young. But did we respond as immediate as Matthew did? Ganun ba tayo kabilis nung tinawag tayo ng G- ni Jesus? You know, I will just leave it there for us to ponder and reflect. Yan. Mag-reflect tayo kung ganun tayo kabilis ba nung tinawag tayo ni Jesus. To continue, Later, Matthew invited Jesus and his disciple to his home as dinner guest, along with many tax collectors and other disputable sinners. Wow! Not only did he responded immediately, he did not intend to keep it secret. Nung tinawag kagad siya ni Jesus, three things ang ginawa niya. Immediately by telling his friends and invited them to his house. Alina kayo! Punta tayo sa bahay! Nandudu si Jesus, hindi niya kinahiya. No? Sabi natin, pangalawa, by leaving his sins, yan yung ginawa niya. He left everything to become an honest Christian disciple before God. And what is amazing, yung pangatlong ginawa niya, more importantly, is by writing the book known as the Gospel of Matthew. Yan. Hindi niya kinahiya. What about us? What about you? What about me? Naihiya ba tayo na tinawag tayo ng Diyos and said yes? Naihiya ba tayo na i-share natin ito? Our online piece to our press, baka ano sabihin nila pag sinir ko to, Hayaan mo na lang, sa amin na lang, baka sabihin nila, weird na ako because of this pandemic time. Naihiya ka rin ba? Again, I just leave it there for you to reflect. Yan. To continue. But when the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciple, Why does your teacher eat with such scum? Bakit sila nakikihalibwilo dito sa mga masasamang tao? Bakit sinabi ng mga Pariseo yun? You know, it was a general rule by the Pharisees that a clean person ought not to eat with unclean. Dapat hindi sumasama ang mga malilinis na tao kumain kasama yung mga mas- makasalanan. They look upon Jesus and His disciple as such and would insinuate that they were evil. Naku, masasamang tao to, to si Jesus at mga disciples. Kasi kumakain sila, hindi, wala silang respeto sa purity of life. This will amaze you on the answer of Jesus. Sabi niya, when Jesus heard this, he said, you know, healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. Then he added, now go and learn the meaning of this scripture. I want you to show mercy, not offer sacrifices. For I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners. The word of the Lord. Thy word is a lamb unto my feet and a light unto my path. Obviously, this story was extra special to Matthew. Indeed, this was very special to Matthew when he's writing the book because this is how Matthew was called by God. You know, I can only imagine, imagine ko how he wrote this line with a smile. Siguro ginagawa nito, nangangiti siya, eh, no? 
and with warm on his chest. Yan. By sharing this, parang sinasabi niya sa atin, you know, I was a bad boy then. But Jesus made me a part of his team. Matthew is telling us today, don't disqualify yourself, nap, and friend. I made it to this team, you will make it too. Yes, Jesus wants you to be in his team. Let's pray, Lord, I hear your call to serve you and your people. I thank you, God, for inviting me to be part of your team. With your power at work with me, I will say yes to your plan for my life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let me start with a crazy parable. Yan. Ito isang kwento ko lamang. Once upon a time, there was a city na merong isang hospital. Isang hospital lang. But, yung hospital na yun looks like a five-star hotel. Parang hotel. And it was one of the most modern, most advanced, high-tech, fully equipped hospital sa buong mundo. Kaya lang, may konting problema. No? The doctors who owned it, puro mga doktor ang may-ari nito eh, lahat sila mayayaman. Lahat sila famous. And they only allowed rich and famous to use it. Talagang exclusive para sa kanila yon. If you're not powerful and popular, alis ka dyan. You cannot enter the hospital. Grabe, no? Exclusive yon. Awawa naman yung mga mahihirap, yung mga leper, yung mga prostitute. Wala sila. Wala sila pagkakataon na pumasok doon sa hospital. Exclusive, eh. One day, a barrio, legendary doctor, came to that place and decided to put up a hospital also in that city. But of course, hindi ganun kaklase. Wala kang pera to, eh. It will be very simple. But it is going to be a hospital that welcome everybody, especially the poor. But alas, wala siya makuhang doktor. Bakit? Lahat kasi ng doktor nandoon na doon sa pinakamagandang ospital. So, he have to recruit a new batch of would-be doctors from scratch. Babalik siya, no? Magre-recruit siya from scratch at magtatayo siya ng sarili niyang medical school. So, naglagay siya sa Facebook niya, Wanted new doctors, you will go through my own medical school. He invited the most unlikely team. Yung mga salesman, yung mga BP employees, mga school teachers, government employee, no? It's so shocking, no? He also invited, sabi natin, yung mga petitives, yung mga magdanakaw, scammers, even corrupt politician to be trained in his new team of doctors. Of course, the doctor in a five-star hospital, sabi nila, instead of putting a hospital, you should put up a mental hospital. Eh, puro kayo sira, eh, pati ikaw, doktor ka, sira ulo ka rin, eh. They told him, these people you're hiring don't have the qualities to become a doctor. But after a few years, those guys went through his unique medical school, which did not only teach about medical stuff, but, sabi natin, train them to love. Train them to love. Soon, most got accredited and together they built a brand new hospital that served everybody, especially the poor. Obviously, this story hindi totoo to, just a parable. Pero gusto ko lang kung bigyan ng semblance yung story natin sa Bible today. You know, in the ancient Israel, there was only one hospital, the Holy Temple of Jerusalem. Yan. The Holy Temple of Jerusalem. Yan. It was run by a priest called Sadducees. Yan. Ito, puro mayayaman ito. Yun ang nagpapatakbo sa templo. No? Kasi sila, nakikisama sila sa Roman government. Bakit? Kasi may connect sila. Eh. No? Yan. Ito yung mga Sadducees. They did this because they wanted to preserve their wealth. Gusto nilang hindi sila magalaw. And this priest 
yumayaman sila doon. Bakit? Kasi they have the monopoly of the market stores outside of the temple. Sa labas ng templo, doon sila nagtitinda na kung ano-ano, lalong-lalo na yung mga hayop na isasacrifice mo sa templo. Of course, patong-patong na yung kanilang presyo doon. You can just imagine, yung mga lepers, yung mga Samaritan, yung mga prostitute, yung mga tax collector, hindi makabili, hindi makapasok doon sa templo. Wala silang pere, hindi nila kaya. No? Jesus walked into this horrible scene and filled with overflowing love for those who were not being served. Announced the coming of His kingdom which was going to be like a spiritual hospital. Yes, Jesus announced the coming of His kingdom. And just like my crazy parable, instead of recruiting religious professionals, sabi natin as Bible professor or preacher, pastor, the intellect, no? He recruited uneducated fishermen like Peter, si James, si John, si Andrew, and his most scandalous recruit, sino yon? He picked up a shady character named Matthew. Yan. Friends, just like me, yung mga nakakakilala sa akin before, nang tinawag ako ni Jesus, tinatanong din nila, bakit sinap? Bakit ako? Sa sarili ko, tinatanong ko rin. Why you, friend? but tinawag ka rin ni Jesus na ngayon nagsiserve ka? Have you ever wondered? All of us have different stories, even shady ones. Lahat naman tayo eh. No, lahat tayo sinners, nagkamali, nagkasala. But still, God is calling you to be part of His team. Yes, God is calling you Me and me to part as part of his team. All of us. To give us more insights, to bibigyan natin ng laman yung ating talk for today. Let me call on Brother Godi, our peace builder in Antipolo, to share other insights on this. Thank you, Brother Nap. Let me continue the story of Matthew. Matthew shared his conversion story. Let's read it. As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at his tax collector's booth. Follow me and be my disciple, Jesus said to him. So Matthew got up and followed him. Brothers and sisters, what happened here was beyond earth-shaking. Si Matthew na isang tax collector ay tinamag ni Jesus para sumunod at maging disipulo niya. Alam nyo, nung panahon na yon, ay itinuturing na isang masamang tao at traidor ang isang tax collector. Hindi mo nga siya gugustuhin na maging kapitbahay. If you live in ancient Israel, who would you want to be your next door neighbor? A Pharisee or a tax collector? Before you answer, let me describe them to you. Actually, Pharisees were not bad people. I think they would be good neighbors. They were law-abiding, church-going, Bible teachers. They prayed five times a day. Ang dalas nilang magdasal. And you can almost be sure they will be quiet except perhaps pag nagwa-worship sila. But aside from that, your religious neighbor won't disturb you. No loud parties. Walang party-party dyan o kaguluhan. Hindi ka may istorbo. Walang maiingay na parties at mga lasingan. The Pharisee may have the occasional gathering, but they will be an eventful and pleasant parties with other religious people like himself. While the tax guy or the tax collector will be more disturbing. Why? Ask me why. 
alam niyo the tax collector at that time was considered one of the most sinners in Israel. Kung sabagay, even up to now, in any country, people generally dislike their taxmen. Sa ating nga, BIR, kinikilala na isa sa mga korap na government agencies. But in ancient Israel, this was no ordinary dislike. Hindi lang ordinary na galit ito. Jews hated tax collectors to the core of their being. Sagad hanggang buto ang galit nila. Why? First, because many saw them as greedy, cheating bastards with no conscience. Alam niyo, nung araw, the Roman government didn't pay tax collectors sa salary. Wala silang sweldo. Alam niyo, ang ginagawa, nagsiset ng kota ang Roman Empire. Kung gano'n dapat ang iintriga mo sa government nila. At pag sobra na sa kota na yon, yung sobra ay mapupunta na sa tax collector. Imagine nyo, siyempre, nanaisi ng mga tax collector na mas marami siyang kitain. Sumobra sa kota at yung nasobra ay kanila na. And that's why people hated them so much. Because they made a fortune out of their neighbor's misfortune. Second, Jews were intensely nationalistic. And these tax collectors were traitors to their country. They were in cahoots with the enemy. They represented the circus government that the Romans installed. Parang World War II ng araw, dito sa atin, mga makapili ang tawag sa kanila. So if your next door neighbor was a tax guy, every day, makikita mo, labas-masok mga Roman soldiers sa bahay nila. At, sa isa, at isang umaga, ma, ma, magugulat ka, may commotion ka maririnig. Pag silip mo sa bintana, you will see a guy na namumukha mo na tindero sa palengke. Harap niya yung tax collector at uh, nagmamakawa siya na hindi mo na siya makakabayad ng taxes niya dahil wala siyang kinita. Ngunit hindi siya pakikinggan o pinakikinggan ng taxman. Ah, at tatanungin pa, o baka meron kang pag-aari dyan, properties o bahay mo na pwede mong ibenta para ipambayad mo. At makita mo lumulood pa yung tindero sa harapan ng tax collector para magmakawa. At bandang huli pamayag din pero binigyan ng final warning yung tendero. At halos gabi-gabi, maingay ang kapitbahay mo dahil madalas magparty, nagiinuman at nagkakantahan pag lasing na. And uh, pag, alam niyo naman, pag kami mga party, ang nakikita mo magkakasama ay yung mga taong hindi magaganda ang ginagawa. Katulad ng prostitutes, magnanakaw, mga tax collectors sa kaparehas niya, pagano, at sumasamba sa mga Diyos-Diyosan. So, let me ask you again. Who do you want to be your next door neighbor? The Pharisee or the taxman? Most of us will pick the Pharisee, hindi ba? But, Jesus picked otherwise. He picked the tax collector. So you can imagine how everyone was shocked when they saw Jesus recruit Matthew to join his team that will save the world. My friends, may I preach to you? God wants to change this world. And He is forming a team. And Jesus wants you in His team. 
You may feel unworthy, ungifted, and unqualified, but He is speaking you anyway. Katulad ng pagpili ni Jesus kay Matthew, napansin nyo ba na habang nagtatagal tayo sa pag-aaral ng gospel ni Matthew, nagiging malinaw kung gaano kahusay at kagaling siya sa pagsulat? Mind you, he was not a writer. He was a tax collector. Siguro magaling siya sa math dahil tax collector siya. But brothers and sisters, anong ibig sabihin nito? It means when God calls you, He will equip you. Kapag tinawag ka ng Diyos, tuturuan at gagabayan ka niya. Kaya yung mga natatakot at nag-aadala ng tumanggap ng mga leadership positions, don't worry. Because when God calls you, He will guide and bring out the best in you. Amen? My friend, Jesus sees something in you. And He's inviting you to be part of His team. As if recruiting Matthew to His team wasn't outrageous enough, Jesus does something worse. Basahin natin ito sa verse 10. Later, Matthew invited Jesus and his disciples to his home as dinner guests, along with many tax collectors and other disreputable sinners. Dito nalaman natin kung sino ang mga inimbita ni Matthew na makasama sa hapunan ni Jesus. Ang mga barkada niya, yung mga kapwa niya tax collectors, at yung mga hindi ka nais-nais sa lipunan. And while other religious leaders stood at a distance condemning these bad boys and possibly prayed that bad things happen to them, Jesus did the opposite. He befriended them. He laughed with them. He listened to their stories. Kinaibigan ni Jesus, ang mga barkada ni Matthew, ang mga makasalanan. Instead of criticizing them, He connected with them. He saw them as equals. He saw them as human beings image bearers and God containers. And the reaction from the other camp was swift. Let's read verse 11. But when the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with such scum? In Tagalog, scum means basura. Alam nyo, the first time I read this, it hit me hard. Matindi ang tama sa akin na pag-isip-isip ko na ang ginagawa natin ngayon ay napakalayo sa ginawa ni Jesus. Let me ask you, when was the last time you were accused of hanging out with the wrong crowd? Mare ng mga bata at teenagers pa tayo. Madalas magalit ang mga parents natin because we were hanging out with the wrong barkadas. But now that we are adults, adults and mature, we tend to choose and go with the right crowd. But that's not what Jesus did. And here's what Jesus said to the Pharisees. Anong sagot niya? Healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. Let me share with you this favorite quote about the church. Some say St. Augustine was the first one who said this, but it isn't sure. But whoever said it was brilliant, and I love this quote. The church is not a museum of saints, but a hospital for sinners. 
And here's Pope Francis' version. The church is a field hospital after the battle. He doesn't even want us to be nice, clean, white, four-story sprawling city hospital building with fancy equipment. Pope Francis wants us to be a makeshift tent on a muddy field with lots of injured people on stretchers, with kind-hearted doctors and nurses who have very little resources but lots of love. My dear brothers and sisters, to continue the talk, let's all welcome Brother Woody Kiros of District Rizal. Thank you, Brother Godi. As mentioned by Brother Godi, Pope Francis said that the church is a field hospital after the battle. And for us to get a clearer understanding of this statement, allow me to share with you the complete quotation of Pope Francis. And it says, I see clearly that the thing the church needs most today is the ability to heal wounds and to warm the hearts of the faithful. It needs nearness and proximity. I see the church as a field hospital after battle. I'd like to emphasize this statement. It needs nearness and proximity. So just like a field hospital wherein you set, it, set up these temporary hospitals near the front line or near where the action is, para kung may mga nasusugatan ng mga sundalo, madala, madali silang idalhin dun sa temporary hospital or field hospital for them to be attended to. And what Pope Francis was emphasizing here is the church should also be near where the action is. Kung saan ang mga nangangailangan, dapat malapit doon ang ating simbahan, ang ating parishes. In fact, he has another quotation where he says, Wherever there are people, the church is called to reach out to them and to bring the joy of the gospel and the mercy and forgiveness of God. So, sadly, many of our churches or prayer groups or religious organizations are big on purity but small in mercy. And because of this, these groups do not feel like a field hospital. Rather, they feel like a, a military camp where for you to be able to enter, you need to meet certain requirements. You need to, buy, to have the discipline, the, the, the strength, and the goodness for you to be considered and probably accepted. And do you know what I think? I believe that God feels bad about this, that this church is not a field hospital as he wants it to be. God is heartbroken because instead of embracing sinners, we exclude them. So for the feast, ano po yung template namin dito? Pag tinatanong si Bo, ito yung sagot niya po. No? Pag tinatanong siya, where, where did you get the idea of calling your spiritual gathering the feast? Bo would say, our template was Matthew's party. We want to replicate the radical celebration of God's mercy. We want a spiritual gathering where the worst sinners are welcome. The feast is not just for religious people, but also for sinners and struggling people. And in the next verse, Jesus tells us the priority of his heart when he says, Now go and learn the meaning of the scripture. I want you to show mercy, not offer sacrifices, for I have come to call 
not those who think they are righteous, but those who know that they are sinners. You know, Jesus was making it clear that he was not doing something new. Because the prophets and the psalmists who were there hundreds of years before he came had been saying the same thing. And Jesus was just quoting directly from the prophet Hosea, who said, For I desire mercy, not sacrifice. Kaya ko andito sa ating panahon, si, itong, si, si Hosea, malamang ito yung sasabihin niya sa atin. So what if you pray every day? So what if you go to church every week? So what if you fulfill all your religious obligations? What use is all that if you don't show mercy to the broken and wounded and sinful? Let's keep on reading. One day the disciples of John the Baptist came to Jesus and asked him, Why don't your disciples fast like we do and like the Pharisees do? Well, the practical answer is malamang sasabihin ng mga disciples, kagagaling lang namin sa party ni Matthew. No? Kaya hindi kami mag-fast. No? But Jesus gave a deeper answer when He said, Do wedding guests mourn while celebrating with the groom? Of course not. But someday, the groom will be taken away from them. And then, they will fast. Jesus knew about fasting no? because when he started his public ministry, he fasted for 40 days. And some of the disciples also fasted because these were taught to them by Jesus in the Sermon of the Mount, which we discussed four chapters ago. No? But, were, but why were they not fasting now? Because Jesus wanted to be very clear about this. The kingdom of God will be marked by celebration. I say that again, the kingdom of God will be marked by celebration. You know, Matthew's party was like a homecoming party of the prodigal son. No? Alam natin yung kwentong yan, like prodigal son, yung bunso, kinuha niya kanyang inheritance, lumaya siya, ginastos niya lahat yung kanyang inheritance, naubos, namulubi siya, and then he decided to go home to, to be a servant to his dad. But malayo pa lang siya, nakita siya ng kanyang tatay, his father rushed out, embraced him, and had a big celebration because his youngest son, his prodigal son, came home. Something beautiful happened. You know, here's what I realized. The church that has no room for celebration will have no room for prodigal sons. i say that again. The church that has no room for celebration will have no room for prodigal sons. No? Ito mga prodigal sons na pinag-uusapan natin, ito yung mga makasalanan, no? yung hindi pumupunta ng simbahan, no? mga nawalay na probably gustong bumalik. No? These are the prodigal sons. But sadly, these kinds of groups, they would prefer separation rather than celebration. They would prefer to condemn rather than connect. That is why we need to do an overhaul. And here's the last part of our key passage. No? Besides, who would patch old clothing with new cloth? For the new patch would shrink and rip away from the old cloth, leaving an even bigger tear than before. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins, for the old skins would burst from the pressure spilling the wine, and ruining the skins, 
new wine is stored in new wineskin so that both are preserved. Friends, do you need more joy in your life? Do you want more celebrations of mercy? In, in, in any party or celebration, it becomes more fun and more joyful if you serve wine or liquor for that matter. No? Mas nagiging masaya, no? mas nagiging sociable yung mga tao, they become more talkative dahil nakainom. No? Now, we will see that, that, that point later. No? You know, the Pharisees with their broken religion that includes broken people and even the disciples of John the Baptist who were focused on fasting rather than celebrating, both were like the old wineskins that had to be thrown away. Why? Because they were not suited to serve the many Matthews who are there, who are searching for God. No? Yung mga prodigal son na yan na gustong bumalik, eh hindi makakabalik or hindi mahahanap ang ating Panginoon sa style ng mga pariseyo at ng mga disipulo ni John the Baptist. It was only Jesus' approach and strategy that can address the thirst of these Matthews because Jesus is the new wine. You know, I've met many sincere people who were searching for God. But when they went to church, what they found were serious-faced religious people who were critical and judgmental of other people's sins. And because of this, they left. Sinasabi nila, mas maganda pa yung dati kong buhay kaysa papasok ako dito. And I remember Jules, no, this young man who was seeking for a deeper meaning for his life. And because he knew how to play the guitar, his parents invited him to, to serve in church. And he said yes, hoping to, to find what he was looking for. But when he went there, he never felt that people cared for him. He felt that he was being judged. He felt that he was just a project. And when, and when he met the, the religious leaders, the first thing that they asked of him was, paputol mo yung buhok mo na mahaba, tumigil ka sa pagyoyosi, at itigil mo na yung pagmumura. Kaya na kinocompare ni Jules, no? itong mga kaibigan niya sa simbahan at mga kaibigan niya, mga barkada niya. Well, he felt that the latter was more caring. No? Mas naintindihan siya, mas mahal siya nung kanyang barkada kaysa itong mga nakilala niya sa simbahan. No? The sad fact is that the church has strayed away too far from the template of Jesus. Today, brothers and sisters, Jesus wants you to join him in the party. Jesus wants you to be in his team. So join us in the feast, brothers and sisters. And I believe that the feast can try to be a Matthew's party today. Like this example. No? This is a photo of a feast light gathering among jeepney drivers. And one of those jeepney drivers is leading that gathering and since it's it's a lockdown they have lost their livelihood and they try to support each other so when they meet in the streets makita mo sila they are in shorts sando and slippers but despite of this they found a spiritual home among each other and that is a matthew's party
Marami pa pong iba, no? We have many face lights with uh, OFW caregivers and domestic helpers all over the world. Th these are not religious people. No? Some of them are illegal workers. Some of them are in immoral relationship. No? Magkasama sila sa labas, no? partner sila, pero hindi sila magkaasawa. Hindi sila asawa, no? We, we embrace these people, but we do not try to change them. Because only Jesus can change them. And he can, only Jesus can do that, no? Jesus will change them, and I'm sure of that, because He has changed us. He was able to do it to us. How much more? The rest. This is Matthew's party. And you, brothers and sisters, can build one too. You can also have your Matthew's party. How? Look for three, four, or five people. Meet with them, either in your home, in your office, or through Zoom. And each week, do real church together. How? Unang-una, you watch the talk portion of the feast, where we have a talk series of the Gospel of Matthew. This is a mini Bible study in itself, and it's very easy to understand. Second, share your reflections about the talk or just swap stories about what, what is happening in your life, about your concerns, your worries, your anxieties, and the blessings that have come your way. And third, pray for each other. That's it. Now you have recreated Matthew's party in your world. And Jesus wants you to be part of that celebration. Jesus wants you to be in his team. So do not miss out on his party. In closing, join me, brothers and sisters, for this short prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Lord Jesus, we want to join you in your party. But right now, our hearts are cold. Warm them with your selfless love. Our hearts are sinful. Cleanse them with your precious blood. Our hearts are weak. Strengthen them with your joyous spirit. Our hearts are empty. Fill them with your divine presence. Yes, Lord Jesus, our hearts are yours. Possess them always and only for yourself so we can celebrate with you. All of this we ask and pray in God's mighty name. Amen and amen. See you next week, brothers and sisters, as we continue with our deep dive into the Gospel of Matthew. God bless us all.